piece, bust down and feel like a trophy. I feel like a champion. Come from a place, you gotta earn all of this shit. I feel like a champion. Watch how I move through the city, I flow like a ghost. I feel like a champion. Champion. I feel like a champion. New piece, bust down and feel like a trophy. I feel like a champion. Come from a place, you gotta earn all of this shit. I feel like a champion. Watch how I move through the city, I flow like a ghost. family we are back with a brand new episode letting this podcast do for the people exactly what it was meant to do i'm your host purple heart to die and it just don't get more transparent than this hey look so if you enjoyed last week's episode serving with love it was a takeover talking about support systems she right here today sitting in on this new episode that i got you know what I'm saying? She's just going to stay away from the studio. I don't know what it what it was. Serving with love. She just wanted to spread the love some more, I guess. I don't know. She ain't going to do too much talking, but she just wanted to sit in and watch the dying work. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but look. So if you tuned in to the first, very first episode of the reboot, right? We talked about proving people wrong. You know, shitting on people. Sometimes you got to prove people wrong because they go, they go try to talk your future into what they think that it should be rather than what they know it to be in reality right but besides that this is a little spinoff because today we're talking about showing your worth like i said we talked about proving people wrong now we talk about showing your worth you know a lot of times we just have to prove it to ourselves you know what i'm saying like most situations we fear failure but we also owe it to ourselves to see if we can handle the pressure now Proving people wrong is a great trait, but showing your worth is way better. Let me go back. Some people might not hear it. Some baby might be crying in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody might be watching Sunday. Don't need to be watching porn. Uh, excuse my language, but you know, let me re- just repeat it to make sure people heard <laughs> in, in the background. Proving people wrong is a great trait to have, but showing your worth is way better. Now somebody better shut that baby up Because what I'm about to say next And further on in this episode Is going to be You know Worth the, the listen Right So Proving people wrong Is a great trait to have But showing your worth Is way better Meaning You have an understanding Of yourself And opinions of other people Don't matter Somebody car didn't start This shit was clicking <laughs> Hold on, let me somebody need a new timing belt or something. Hold on, let me go back. This means you have an understanding of yourself and opinions of other people don't matter. But, check this out. Even though other people's opinion don't matter, your own self-conviction does because even when we know we can do it, sometimes we just decide not to do it because we are afraid of the trials and tribulations during the process. Mm. This goes for every aspect in life And if you want me to repeat it again I can't because somebody might be writing it down Might use it you know As a little Instagram caption or something You know what I mean Somebody repeat it one more time Even though Other people's opinion don't matter Your own self conviction does Because even when we know we can do it Sometimes we just decide not to do it Because we are afraid of the trials and tribulations During the process Okay so right now I can currently say 
trusting the process. I am relearning. I learned it before I got shot. I, I mastered it before I got shot. You know what I'm saying? That's how, you know, I, I accomplished what I did. But now I have to relearn it because my environment is new. And so I had an argument with one of my nurses Oh, like last week, because she found out that I went to the park. She was like, oh, very good, very good. We need we need to do it as much. She was praising me, rejoicing and everything. I told her, like, like stop it. Like, I hate that because I don't, I don't want that. That's something that I'm supposed to do. I just don't do it enough because sometimes I am afraid. My anxiety gets the best of me, and I am afraid. And let me explain why I'm afraid. I'm on a ventilator, right? And... I already had to work. I'm like some like, man. Look, it's a lot. Let me. I'm on a ventilator, meaning the ventilator breathes for you. So if that fails, what happens? That means you stop breathing. On top of that, I got to worry about my blood pressure or whatever. And I'm I'm working on my anxiety. I'm working on that fear of you know getting up, going out, enjoying myself more, and not letting that stop me. But a lot of times, I'm like, anytime somebody see me, I might look mean in my wheelchair because I'm focused on, like, I'm trying to focus on my breathing and I'm focused on everything that's going around around me. You know what I'm saying? It's not just one thing. Like I said, I told somebody before, like, if I'm just focused on my, my lightheadedness, I can easily fix that because that's what the wheelchair leans back all the way back for. Like, it tilts back, it leans forward and all that stuff. It does that because of... People like me with blood, like blood pressure, probably blood pressure drop or whatever. Lean your chair back, get yourself back together. But when you have to worry about your breathing, sometimes, hey, like, you know, that could be that could that could really be the thing to be like, all right, bro, I ain't, I ain't trying to do this or whatever. Like one time we went went around the block, and mind you, like I said, I'm on a trach ventilator or whatever, and I, my airway just feel like my breathing start getting funny. Airway getting funny. And now my nurse got to suction me. But when she suction me, a mucus plug came out, meaning the mucus had got dry. And when it dries up, it dries up like a scab, a booker type. And the trach hole ain't but so big. So when that happens, it it limits the air air that's coming through. Man, come on, bro. Like if you don't know what you're doing, and you out with some, and you out with folk that they get nervous, you can't. You know what I'm saying? You. You panic for real because you already know what to do, but don't nobody else know what to do. They feel like they getting nervous or whatever, bro. Like, but nevertheless, like I said, I'm I'm learning to trust the process again, relearning it because I'm adapted to my new environment. And like I said, I don't want people to rejoice because I get in my wheelchair, I go out because I know that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, and personally, I have to do it because it, it betters myself and. And as well as me needing to needing to do it more often because I have to prove to myself how strong I am. Because I was strong before. I don't want to be no loser. Like, I don't want to be no pussy nigga. Like, I don't want to be no simp. I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was strong before this accident. I still need to, still need to have that same thing. But like I said, sometimes fear gets in the way. And, and we're af- we afraid of failure. And that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of failure because, like, and actually, I got to depend on people for everything. I can't do nothing for myself. And so when that happens, it's just like, bro, well, you know, like sometimes I don't want to do it. But 
when I do do it, that doesn't mean I need credit because I know it's something that I'm supposed to do. And so look also too, going back to school and trying to finish strong. I know that's something that I got to do. My dad always told me, don't never start nothing if you ain't going to finish it. Whatever you start, you got to finish it because we ain't no quitters. We ain't, we ain't nothing. Whatever we start, we finish. We ain't, we ain't built like that. Whether it's sports or anything, just anything in life. And that always stuck with me because I played sports throughout my whole like childhood. And my dad was the one who, who used to, I guess, quote unquote, like, uh, you know, take me to practice, this and that, and the third, always critiquing or whatever. If I did something wrong, if I wasn't doing nothing wrong, hustling, whatever. And so he always say, whatever you start, you finish. So same thing with school. When I got shot, you know, I'm in my, about to be a senior, senior in college. And now, so everything stopped. And that was three years ago. I got to finish now. Shit, my little brother just started high school. By the time I decided I get, I need to get my stuff together, he'll be starting college. I don't need that to happen. We for about 13, 14 years apart. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, man, starting school, too. I got to prove, I had to prove to myself when I started college that I could do it, that I was strong enough to do it, even though I was scared. Because high school, I barely graduated. I had 2.4, 2.5 GPA, barely graduated. And I didn't even have to pay for school. I was going free because it was public school, right? But now you talk about college where it's a private school. Like that. You got to pay for school. You go pay for school and fuck up. You going to school, you just giving niggas free money. And now I'm scared because I'm like, bro, I don't know if I can do this. But my cousin, he was at West Point. If you know what West Point is, cool. If you don't, <laughs> look it up. Nigga smart. But my grandfather, when my cousin was at West Point, I didn't go to I didn't go to college straight out of high school. It probably took two years off or whatever. My cousin was at West Point, and while he was at West Point, my grandfather told me because I always cut his hair before he passed away. He always he told me he told me one time he was like, "Bro, you need to go back to school. Like, I want you to go back to school and, and like get your degree, pretty much. Like, I want you to you know do that." And so I used to contemplate it because I was making good money. You know what I'm saying? I could have lit him on all that. But like my friend, like my friend, Jave said recently, and it stuck to me. He was like, bro, like, just because you make good money, and that don't mean nothing. If you're not where you want to be, you're not where you want to be. Some people get caught up in making good money and thinking this is the end all, be all, whatever, and then get caught up in their habits. And now you got rent, you got car note high, everything. Now you can't, what, what can you do but work now because you got bills to pay. You know what I'm saying? You got thing, timeline due dates to me or whatever when it comes to money. And so I went to college and like my first, I decided to go and my first week, like right before my first week, he passed away. My grandfather passed away. And so now I'm just like, bro, I don't even know if I want to go anymore. This and that third. But not only did I owe it to him because he told me and, and really like sincerely wanted me to go to college. And don't matter what college it was, he wanted me to go further my education. But I owed it to myself because, like I said, I wasn't good in, in, in high school when it came to anything. But so now I'm locked in. Now I'm in college and I'm locked in, like I said before. And now you got to pay for it. So what you going to do? You go just give away free money and not do shit. 
and and you know what I'm saying, fail on purpose. Like, no, if I'm gonna pay you money, motherfucker, I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. So now my freshman year in college, I'm making a 3.4, 3.5 GPA, and I, I'm doing a damn thing. And so also with this, with this showing your worth, now I'm showing my worth because I done proved it to myself that I can do it. I ain't never seen no 3.0 in high high school, let alone now I'm in college, I'm in a 3.5, right? But to fast forward, another example is when I'm on scholarship with ROTC and I'm in my sophomore year, second semester, sophomore year in college. And they asked me if I wanted to go to airborne school. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. He was like, well, don't think about it right now, but I need to answer by the end of the week. So when I first in listening to the military, I used to see people with the airborne wings. And I used to be like, man, like, well, what's that? What do you do to get that? People had all type of patches on. I ain't know. I was still, I was new. So I'm learning. He was like, yeah, we jumped out of the plane, but we had to run a whole bunch of this. We had to run a whole bunch of that. My mile time was not good. I was at the bare minimum, like two miles. I mean, I said mile. It was two miles. Bare minimum two miles. I was throwing up when I was running, about to pass out. You know what I'm saying? Legs <laughs> legs getting weak, like, you know, shaking like a stripper when I'm running. So I'm like, man, I don't know if I could do that because I don't think I'm athletic enough in that sense. Like, I play football, basketball, all that. But this is this is a different type of athleticism right here. You know what I'm saying? You got girls running faster than the dudes, like, all type of stuff. So, like, it ain't really... It ain't really nothing. You ain't you can be male or female. A female cannot do a male for real. And so, I'm thinking like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Now, fast forward, I get the opportunity to do it. I'm still contemplating on if I'm, if I'm ready enough for the opportunity. And this is where, like I said, showing your words. Sometimes, a lot of times, we don't, uh, you know, succeed in the situation because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of the, the fear takes takes over or whatever fear kind of took over a little bit but in the back of my mind i'm like yo well i'd rather me go and fail than see somebody else go because i owed it to myself to see if i was if i could withstand the pressure and if i was strong enough to handle the situation jump jumping out of a plane bro like who, who just jumps out of a perfectly good plane that's flying in the air you know what I'm saying? So pretty much I said to myself, like, yo, if I say no and I come back the next semester and he done gave it to somebody, somebody else come back with these airborne wings, I'm going to be pissed because I didn't even try. I just really gave up without even doing so, pretty much. I was like, hell, no, nah, I don't want to go because I'm scared. I'm, 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 I'm fearful, right? So I told him yes. And now when I, once, he, once I told, told him yes, probably like a week later, he gave me a date where he was like, well, we got to we got to uh, help you finish the semester early because you got to be there by May fifth, May third. You got to be packed up out of here, type shit. And so now I got to finish my semester early. I got to take exams early. Got to pack my, pack up my dorm and all this stuff. But in the midst of all of this, the day like the week right before I leave, he go tell me, "Oh yeah, by the way, if you don't come out with your airborne wings, you don't graduate." And you don't commission as an officer. 
And I'm just like, yo, who and why the fuck you ain't telling me this before I committed to this? Now, 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 fear really kicking in now because I'm like, now my scholarship online, me commissioning online because now you telling me if I don't complete this task that I agree because you asked me to, I can't commission as an officer. That's really crazy to me. Like I didn't ask, you asked. I just agreed to say yes. But you go tell me a week before that if I don't come back with my airborne wings, I don't graduate. So mind you, like airborne square angle light broke me. I had man, I ain't never ran past three miles before in one session in my life. Like you probably ran like fifteen miles a week, if not more. And it was a three week uh class and you know what I'm saying, like the two weeks prior to jumping, like it was straight running and you know, just getting little things checked off, like techniques and stuff like that. So the week that we jump, the first jump is 15 people that jump. 15 people on each side. On we on the C130, so it's two doors on both sides, and it's about 60. It's about 60 people in there. 30 people on both sides, and so 15 people. I'm the 15th person. Excuse me, y'all. You know what I'm saying? My my trick and my, my ventilator acting up right now. Had a little cough. But I'm the 15th person. And I'm like, okay, well, like my daddy said, whatever you start, you got to finish, nigga. We in the air now. What you going to do? The only way to get back to ground is to jump. And so my before we even took off, it was a white boy sitting across from me, but I was on the inside of the plane. He on the outside of the plane. He looking out the window as we taking off, and he's just shaking. He's like, oh, fuck. He was like, oh, man, dude. And I'm just looking at him like, yo, was, was, uh, you all right? You good? He was like, nah, man, fuck, we high. And I'm just like, shit, yeah, I know we high, nigga. You got to tell me. And so, mind you, like, once we counted off, and I ended up being a 15th person, if anybody know anything or ain't seen any videos, the parachute is connected to a zip line. So once you jump out the plane, the string attached to the zip line will pull the parachute out. So I'm the 15th person and everybody else in front of me, anything you can hear that on, um, like before I jumped out was the clicks on the zip line. Like that means everybody is going. You can see them line moving. The line was moving quick. You can hear the clicks on the zip line click. That means people is jumping. People is getting up out of there. So I'm like, I'm the 15th person. I got to jump because I ain't no pussy. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I ain't going out like that. And so I jump. But when they tell you to jump, they say, yo, do an athletic jump when you jump. Hey, make sure. You jump further enough so your parachute don't hit the side of the plane. Me nervous as soon as I look. I see a whole bunch of landscape, roads, people driving, little bitty people. Once I jump, I don't think I jumped further enough, far enough. But my side of my my, uh, my parachute, the bag, hit the side of the plane. And I spent. I went spinning on the side of the plane. Next thing I know, I'm looking at the plane drifting away and I'm falling on my back. Probably like two seconds later, maybe a second later parachute come out but everything happened so slow because it's my first time like who jumps out of a plane and mind you my first time jumping out of a plane was to go jump out of a plane i never flew on a plane before until they sent me on the plane to go jump out of one went to uh rdu to atlanta and then you know what i'm saying like i said i never like wicked right who who goes to jump who goes to ride out of a plane for first time just to go jump out of a plane but 
I got over that fear. I did, like I said, I had to prove to myself that I can do it because when I first came into the military, I felt like I couldn't because I was athletic enough. Took the opportunity, sealed the deal, went anyway because I had to see if I could withstand the pressure. And that pressure was, he said, if I didn't grad, if I didn't graduate airborne school and come back with my wings, I didn't graduate and commission as officer. Then the following year. And so that was the pressure that was put on me. But also, like I said, the fear for me and was the failure part because I didn't know if I was capable of running all of the miles that they said we had to run. But like I said, I did it. And, I, you know, I had, I had to trust the process. You know what I'm saying? Like we start something, you don't finish. And another thing that gave me motivation, too, I was the only black cadet that was there. Like someone coming from a college or a university. I was the only black male that was there. And you mind you, these cadets that was in ROTC were coming from Yale, BYU, West Point, all all top top schools, bro. Like, and I'm coming from a school. People ask me where I come from. They don't even know what school I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? They look at me like I'm crazy. One, because I'm black, and then a two, because they don't know what school it is. School it is. So now I got not only am I representing my school, but I'm representing myself. So, like I said, man, showing your worth a lot of times, you know, it's just about proving proving it to yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to be like, fuck other people. Yeah, you go prove people wrong. You got moments where you prove people wrong, but you got to prove it to yourself a lot of times because when that fear and that failure, yeah, that those are two. Two combinations that you don't want to have because if you have fear, you might fail. And if you have failure, that means you feared. So it's just weird, a weird thing. But, you know, so until next time we meet on the boulevard again, understand this. Your story may not be for everybody and that's okay. Because that's not how it works. It's not meant for everybody to understand. Everybody, everybody don't need to understand your journey, your process, and what or what you're going through. Run the mountain to see the beauty. Become a purpose chaser. Purple Heart to Dine signing out.